Hey there, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. Today, we're going to talk about what happens when your five senses, hearing, sight, smell, taste, and touch, start taking in far more information than your brain can process. You've no doubt experienced what's called sensory overload. This mental meltdown can be almost paralyzing when it hits. It can turn you into the human equivalent of a blue-screened computer. So how can you reboot when that happens? That's what we're going to find out today from psychologist Grace Torek. Dr. Torek is one of the many experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into our weekly podcast to help you gain a better understanding of your health. Now let's start running some diagnostics on that head of yours and find out what's going on. Dr. Torek, always fabulous to get a few minutes with you. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here in this new kind of format. It's very exciting. It's it's a lot of fun. And, and I got to say, I always enjoy talking with you. And it seems like every time we talk, the focus is on this, this powerful connection between the mind and the body and, 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 and basically how a, a mental hiccup can be so overwhelming for people. Absolutely. And I think this is a really timely topic too as we head into the holidays because sometimes those things can sneak up on us when we're you know looking forward to something or excited about it it can start to feel overwhelming and we might even be confused as to why well and that's a a perfect intro for what we're talking about today which is uh sensory overload um let's just start with the kind of a, a basic explanation of of what sensory overload is and and what can trigger it So a good way to explain sensory overload can really be when any of our senses, so sight, sound, taste, smell, all of them, start to feel overwhelming and kind of trigger a physiological response. That response can feel different for different people, but some examples might be sweating, trembling, when you can start to feel the heat rise to your cheeks, right? Those feelings of overwhelm where the alarm system is going off in our body. And this can be triggered by lots of different sensations. And it's really that sympathetic nervous system kind of letting us know something is up. Well, it's interesting you said like your body, because I think you think of sensory overload and you just think it's like your, your head gets, you, you just get confused. But you're saying there's actually just a physical response that you can get to. It can be confusing to put the two together sometimes too, right? Because we might not be certain what's setting off the sensory overload, right? And it could be something that we're hearing or seeing or just a way that we feel like for some people feeling crowded or in a crowded room or in a place where they feel like they can't quite get out, right? And our body responds to that And one of the kind of side effects of our body responding is then our mind can start going as well, almost like it's on a hamster wheel and it's just running away with whatever we're experiencing. I always think of it just that there's so much happening. It's like a, it's like a a traffic jam in your head. I mean, and is that kind of what's going on? There's just so much coming from in different directions that you just, you don't know how to, how to handle it all. Yes. It's like, There is a tunnel for input and there is so much coming in that we're experiencing a traffic jam or kind of like the the bottleneck, right? If you think about, you know, attributing it to a traffic jam, the same kind of thing happening with all the different sensory input that our body is getting. Now, now this can happen to, to, to anybody, right? 
It certainly can happen to anybody. There are also certain people that might be more susceptible to experiencing this kind of experience of sensory overload. And what I mean by that is particularly children can experience this a little bit more often because they may not have the same methods of communication that an adult might have to explain what is going on and what they're experiencing. Also, some children who are on the autism spectrum disorder, um, experience autism spectrum disorder, I should say, can be more sensitive to certain stimuli. So for example, wearing clothing can feel very overwhelming, like long sleeve shirts to some children because all of those different sensations that they're experiencing on their skin can feel like a lot and can feel like overload. The same thing can happen to adults if they, maybe they've experienced something traumatic in their past and there may be a sound, a smell, or a memory that's coming back and causing some of these sensations to feel as if they're overflowing. Now, is there a pattern to where kind of sensory overload starts to hit you? Does it kind of start in one aspect and then kind of flow through or, or can it hit any, any, any which way? It can hit differently for different people and we can start to establish patterns with different people by determining if there is a certain sensation that seems to trigger a sense or a feeling of overwhelm or overload. And what I mean by that is we might be able to break down if there's a certain triggering location, sound, for a certain individual that causes all of these symptoms I talked about to kind of be triggered. And it almost feels like the ball starts rolling and it's a snowball effect and it grows and becomes overwhelming. So if we can determine what those specific triggers are, that can be really helpful for us to determine kind of a game plan for how we can interact in this scenario without it feeling so overwhelming. Can you go over like some of the symptoms? I know we touched on them a, a little bit, but um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is just kind of kind of sweating. Like you get in some of those situations and you just, like you said, you get a little flush. You, you actually start sweating a bit. What other sort of symptoms could you have? There's lots of different symptoms that might occur. These can be feeling cognitively overwhelmed, like we talked about, like a traffic jam is happening or a hamster wheel is going and these thoughts are just racing. Sometimes people experience tightness in their chest. It feels a little bit more difficult to breathe. They might feel trapped, shaky even, dizziness, sweating. All of these sorts of things are kind of a good short-term indicator that that stress response is kicking in. That sympathetic nervous system has been triggered. And this can impact actually quite a few different systems within our body. We might start to experience nausea as well. We might start to just feel as if we need to escape from whatever is causing these symptoms. Well, and that leads us into the next question, which is how can you break that spell of sensory overload when it hits? Absolutely. When it hits, there's Obviously, quite a few exercises that we can use, but an, a really good caveat that I always like to present is, while there are things we can do in the moment to kind of reduce that experience and slow everything down, it's actually really helpful if we practice these outside of the context of feeling overwhelmed as well. It's almost like we're building up a resilience to overwhelm. And some of these different strategies, while they might seem pretty simple, it's about the, you know, 
how often we practice them. So not necessarily how complex they are, but how consistently we engage in them. These can be deep breathing exercises, meditation, guided imagery, and there's lots of different places that we can find these things. We can find wonderful uh, meditations on YouTube, different applications, but lots of different breathing exercises that we can do by ourselves in the moment and practice pretty regularly throughout the day. Can you walk us through one? Like, like if you're having that, you start feeling that traffic jam starting to, starting to go and, and you're like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm getting that overload feeling. What can you do right then in that moment? Sure. So right then and there, one of my absolute favorite exercises is what we call serial three breathing or three, three, three breathing. And all we do is we use the number three in three sets, hence serial threes, to guide our breathing and slow the breath down. So we breathe in through our nose. To the hey, I'll, do it, I'll do it with you. So deep breath right. in. So in through the nose, two, three. Hold, two, three, and out through the mouth, two, three. We'll do it again. In, two, three, hold, two, three, and out through the mouth, two, three. And the nice thing about this exercise is we're kind of targeting two different things. Physiologically, we are slowing down that breath. We're going at a rate of about nine seconds for a full breath. But then also, we are focusing our mind in on the counting. So our brain and our body are coming together to focus in on one exercise that we're doing, which can be really helpful if our mind is racing and if our body's feeling overwhelmed. So we're taking both of these systems, we're focusing them in on one exercise, it's relatively easy, but requires focus of the brain and the body. And I take it that's the key there is that you're taking or something, there's so much going on and so much confusion. You're just trying to focus on one thing. And, and, and I take it that just kind of clears everything away. It's like a, a little temporary, uh, a little, little reboot that goes on. And by slowing down the breath, we're also taking a nice, deep, oxygen-rich filled breaths, which will slow down that heart rate. And a lot of those symptoms that come along with the overwhelm will start to back away slowly as well, which can give our body a little bit of a break and then our brain a chance to kind of reset and reevaluate the situation. Well, as always, whenever I talk with you, I always feel better afterwards. So <laughs> um, is there is there anything else you'd like to add or anything that we kind of missed uh, during our discussion? I don't think there's anything that we missed, but all I can say is practice, practice, practice is key. There might be times when using an exercise like this doesn't feel super effective in the moment. That's totally normal. That would be like us going to one basketball practice and then wondering why we are not in the NBA, you know, championships, right? We've got to practice and we have to give our body that opportunity to fine tune some of these skills. So that's totally normal. But the more we practice, the better we get and the more effective it feels in the face of overwhelm and overstimulation. And, and with the, the idea of that, how often should you do it? Is, just, is it? is it just something you should try occasionally during the day, like when you're at work and you start feeling things kind of getting a little, a little hectic or you know, you're in traffic, you're at the store? Um, how often should you do it? 
Every day is a great rule of thumb. I know that sounds like a lot, but we don't need a whole lot. Slipping in a few moments here and there and at different times can be really helpful for your body as well because we're teaching our body, hey, it's okay to relax when we just pulled into the parking lot of the grocery store. It's also okay to relax when we're about to head to bed or when we're popping into the shower, right? We're teaching our body how to relax in lots of different scenarios. So just a few minutes to focus on an exercise, allow your body to relax and have a lot of really wonderful long-term benefits. Yeah, that sounds great, Dr. Twark. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, looking forward to having you back on. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. So the next time you're beginning to feel overwhelmed, try some of the tips suggested by Dr. Twarek to regain control. Some simple coping mechanisms may be all you need to avoid a mental blue screen. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician. 